Good. God is good. I don't need to use this. <laughs> I'm all squirrely today for some reason. Well, I know why. Don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. We didn't quite finish up. Uh, we kind of did, but we didn't really. You know what I mean? I kind of felt I felt a little rushed to get get it all in last week on on, on the Ephesians four, but we'll just review from a little. You know, real, we'll take off from uh, Ephesians four. We'll review a little bit from seventeen on to the end of that chapter, and then we'll get started in the fifth chapter. How many need review reminders? Right? Come on, constantly, constantly. What is life so crazy that we have to remind ourselves? Uh, what am I supposed to do today? If you've had those moments, or you went to your, uh, you went to town, and you uh, maybe you you lost your list, and you call home and say, "What was I supposed to get at the store?" <laughs> you remember those? You know, you know, you had those moments. You forget, forget, forget. God knows we forget things. He knew, he knew we'd, we, he knew that we would need reminding. From time to time. And he constantly has, he constantly, I believe, I believe the Lord, God the Holy Spirit, am I messing with you, Austin? Am I walking over here? Okay. Uh, he constantly, the Holy Spirit, one of, one of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is come, dwell in us, and teach us. He's the teacher. He explains, he opens our mind to understanding scripture. But I have to put something in there. I have to make a deposit to get a withdrawal. Does that make sense? How many have a checking account? Right, right, yeah. If you put, if you take more out than you have in there, it's not good. God is saying, you need more of me so that you can draw from me when you really need it. You invest in the Lord. Your greatest treasure is not on earth. Right? You know, your greatest treasure is in heaven where God is keeping record and God is making a place for you and I. And God's presence is here now with us, but God's presence is even going to be more beyond our imagination. And you can, you, you, we actually, the Bible just explains to us, unless we are made fit for heaven, our bodies have to be different. We have to have a heavenly body in order to even live in the presence of God. And that's why you see throughout Scripture that people would fall down in His presence; they would go under, and you know, and they couldn't stand up anymore. They, you know, Isaiah said he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and he felt unclean. He felt unworthy. He felt convicted. He cried out to God. Now, that's another story, another time. We are all walking on the earth. Is anyone else walking on the earth? Right. You're walking on the ground. You walk, your feet are on the ground. How many got their feet in the ground? But your heart 
is looking forward to eternal things. While we're on the earth, and while we're walking this earth, God is constantly reminding us that he is with you. I'm going to enjoy the sunrise this morning. Every morning. Lamentation says his mercies are new every morning. His mercies. You never exhaust. You never, he's, and we learned this in Ephesians, we were reminded of it. He's able to do exceeding abundantly beyond what we can even think. Now Paul is writing from a prison cell. And he's reminding the people, he's encouraging the people, he's looking beyond himself, he's looking into the next world, he's looking into eternal, where our real home is. And he's just reminding them, you were, you once were lost. You were likened to the gent. he referred to Gentiles are people that are, they don't know God, they haven't been taught. They, but wait a minute, he said, I have a mystery. God has given me this mystery. And he says, Gentile and Jew are going to be heirs together. We are going to live with God together. And then we look at these verses 17. This I say therefore and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind. There are people in this world who do not have a clue of who the true God is. And we are called to go out and be witnesses. Be witnesses. What does that look like? I said, I think I said something like this last week. Your walk with God is your greatest witness. Your, your walk, your personal walk with God is your greatest witness. People will see something different in you because they sense that you walk to, you walk with someone who you're at peace in spite of what's going on in the world. Right now what's going on in the world is there's a lot of fear. And let the people of God understand that the day will come when Jesus will come back for his church and we're looking forward to that. But until that day comes, we must walk by faith. We don't understand why things happen and what's exactly going on, but we know that we have this eternal instinct that God gives to us, this internal, this eternal instinct that there is something beyond this life. And it is be with God. And so he reminds you didn't, you know, he talks a little bit about the dark and people that didn't know God, they were going about doing anything that felt good. Verse 19, they were all kinds of sensuality. That little word sensuality is it's almost like the phrase we've heard, whatever feels good to you, do it. You know, it's just, it's no boundaries. You know, everything is, everything is okay in the name of love. But God's love is different. He has, he has boundaries. 
I'm so glad he has boundaries. Because he knows that you and I would destroy ourselves. And we would, we would reap the benefits. But you did not learn Christ, he said. Paul said, you didn't learn Christ, verse 20, in this way. If indeed you have, been, if you have heard him and have been taught in him. How many remember growing up at Sunday School class? A few of you. Sometimes, um, I would say, it's very important for little children to learn. It's important that we teach it at the home first, around the tables, and, you know, bedtime prayer, prayers, and children understand biblical truths to a degree enough, enough that they know Jesus loves them and they need him. The fact of the matter is that when the disciples said, let's get rid of these kids, they're in your way, Lord. Will you remember that? Well, wait a minute. He says, no, no, let the kids come here. He sets them on their lap. He embraces them. And he says to the disciples, unless you become one, become like one of these. What he's saying is, unless you become childlike in your faith, and children just simply believe. Many, most children are just, they believe the adults, and they ought to. And so it is with us, you and I, we just believe. We believe. We say, God says this, that's what I believe. We don't make it any uh, harder to try to, uh, you know, some place we don't understand everything. We don't always grasp the whole meaning of Scripture, but we, we have enough. I can't remember the name, but there was this Bible scholar, you know, if I wish I could remember the name, but they, he was asked, he went to a college, you know, or something like that, he said, and they went, students went, what's the greatest truth? He said, Jesus loves me, this I know. Well, the Bible tells me so, simple, plain. Remember when you sang the B-I-B-L-E? That's the book for me. And remember that little chorus we used to sing with the kids? I'm in the Lord's army. You don't remember that? You kind of remember it? We put our motions and, you know, fly or the enemy. It's so... Fun, but it's the biblical truth. We're in this life, we're in a battlefield of the spirit realm. Satan hates people who love God. When you enter God's army, the enemy is the devil and all his fallen angels, all the fallen angels. And the forces in Ephesians will refer to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But he messes with your thinking. The devil wants to mess with your mind. And I want to look at these verses because they're so, they're so right down where you and I live. Verse 24, verse 23 actually. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put on the new self, 
Well, that sounds very familiar to 2 Corinthians 5.17. How many know it by heart? Therefore, if any man, say it with me, be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. Old things. What are old things? The old nature. The old man in us. The old, the old Geary. Right? The Geary, the self-centered person who wants to seek stuff old for himself. He wants to have all of it. God says, give me yourself. Give. Lay down your life. Follow me. Pick up the cross. The old self is going to be crucified. Oh my goodness. There's pain sometimes in the offering. There's pain in following Jesus. But oh my goodness. It will be worth it all. It doesn't matter what people call you and I. It doesn't matter what they label us. It shouldn't really matter because we know, we know, we know, we know that Jesus is in our heart and that he is speaking to us day by day by his word, by the Holy Spirit. And then Paul begins to really get practical. Speak truth. Verse 25. Speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Speak truth. We, you know what I'm saying. You know what the word is saying. If you don't have anything good to say about anybody, that, that, you know, that might be a little paraphrase. You know, you know the rest. It just doesn't pay to put people down. It doesn't do our spirit any good. We may have a problem. We may have a problem with their lifestyle. We may have a problem. We may, have a, we, may, we may not agree with our values, but they have a soul. People have a need. They need Christ. Without Christ, we just accept everything and anything. And there's no foundation in which to stand on. Are you with me? Right now, our land is in trouble because we are waffling, waffling, and waffling in truth. And the strain. The church needs to stand firm. Stand firm. And this is what Paul says in his letter later. But it gets really practical. Verse 26, have you read it lately? Be angry. And don't sin. Be angry and yet. Let me say this. God himself gets angry. And we would say that's a righteous anger. But God doesn't like it when the devil comes in to kill and steal and destroy. And we ought not to like it either. God doesn't like it when people are taken advantage of. All in the name of whatever. But this has to do with you and I, one another. This has to do with family. 
This has to do with brother and sister. It says, be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go. Hey, we're just kidding ourselves if we're never have a, a married people. Hey, listen up. Hey, listen up. We're just kidding ourselves if we never have a disagreement. And actually, maybe get a little, little bit under the, heated up, a little bit, a little bit, maybe a little heated up. I got heated up this week. And my wife asked me early in the morning when I wanted to go to work to the woods and take advantage of the cold, and I'll finish this story the rest and toward the end. But she asked me down, to go downstairs and get a suitcase, which I knew I put it away, way over down the hall and up on high, up high. I didn't want to do it, but I mumbled and I grumbled and I mm, <laughs> 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 wasn't good. The flesh. The flesh. And yeah, I couldn't even pray. We wouldn't pray. We usually pray. You know, we always pray before God. I said, I said, you pray. <sighs> that was terrible. And I got to feeling bad on the, on the drive. And God didn't even, God didn't even have to say anything. I said, Lord, forgive me. That's what I said. I'm sorry. That wasn't right. You know what the Bible says if you're mad at your wife, guys? Did, have you ever read this? And I don't want a letter to Peter. Your prayers are hindered. Oh, what in the world? What is God saying? Take care of your problem. Clear it up. Get over it. Work it out. Don't go to... Don't let a day, let, don't let the sun go down in your wrath. Work it out. Sometimes you've got to say, I'm sorry. Admitting. That's that whole pride thing. It's not about, I'm going to win this fight. You may win, you may win the fight, but you, you, know, you're not, you never win the battle. Are you, are you with me? And so I'm with my buddy this week, and he can say something. You'll never win. You'll never win. You know, talking about, talking about his, his wife. And then I said, happy wife, happy life. Right? Happy wife, happy. That's not in the scripture, but it, it really is something to be said about. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why do we get so upset? What upsets us anyway? Well, sometimes it's fear. Sometimes it's just, you had it in your head, you're going to do something, and it didn't go your way. You were let down. Proverbs says the heart let down or deferred. Hope, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred. You get your hopes. You thought, you thought, well, but, 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 you, you, you know. Anger is not a sin. It's what we do when we're angry. It's what we think, what we say. Yeah. So the other part here is really a lot of wisdom. The devil likes angry people. Have you noticed? The devil loves angry people. Oh, my goodness. He loves to play with angry people. When a person is angry, his scripture says this. 
don't give the devil an opportunity. What is he saying? Have you ever uh, heard of the word foothold? I think there's another translation. Don't give the devil a foothold. Have you ever climbed a cliff or a high sump slope? Larry and I, we used to work in the trenches together in the good old days, digging footings. And sometimes the banks were this high and you had to get out of the thing. Well, back in them days, I could probably jump out. But as I got older, I had to dig a little pocket to get my foot into the foothold to get out of the trench. The devil wants to get, if, he, if you give him an inch, you take a mile. You give him a little, if you, if you let your guard down a little bit, he counts on it. Footholds. Let's be quick. As James says, quick to hear. Listen, James says this, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Oh, I could go into my stories about my father one time. He was a patient man, but there were moments when it would bust. Things would burst. One example. Linda will remember this. Maybe Larry. They were maybe still at home. I think they were. We were. It was Christmas Eve. I think it was Christmas Eve. Lenny and I, my brother next to me, were wrestling in the living room. We were wrestling, wrestling over. Mom was upset because it was gonna. You're gonna tip over the Christmas tree. You're gonna knock over the lampshade. Dad is in the basement. I'm sure, hearing everything. Boom, you know, and he's hearing mom upset. Out of the corner of my eye, I see dad with a mink board. That mink board's that long as a board, thin, kind of narrow, perfect little paddle. And he's coming for us. And I saw, I saw, and I'm run, I'm running up the stairs. All right, dad grabbed Lenny off the ground, one arm, run off the ground, and boom. He says, get up, get upstairs. Remember that, Linda? You kind of remember that? Now, we in no way, we had a happy home. Dad was happy-go-lucky. Dad, dad, dad loved the Lord. But it, it, it made a moment. It made a memory. We crossed the line. We crossed the line. We went too far. So, you can be angry. You know, God, the Holy Spirit, gives you a gift. When you get the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Holy Spirit, there are nine gifts. The fruits of the Spirit, one of those little fruits, self-control. That's where the old man in us, I know I've had conversations with People, men of God, they would love to have said, well, which, uh, if I was back in my old days, I would have. You know, I would have let them have it. But they had matured. And they realized that this battle is further than themselves. This is beyond themselves. And so the scripture is pretty clear to us. We can let God have the battle. Give it to God. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. 
I will repay. And so all this stuff I'm bringing out here is, is all here connected. One verse sheds light on another verse. The whole scripture is given to us. And then he ties it right in. Don't. He says, let him who steals, steal no longer, but rather let him labor. There are people that have learned to steal because they're desperate. How many have ever been stole from? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. It's a sickening feeling. How many have been robbed? Ever? Something? Yeah. You feel abused. Advantage, took it, taken advantage. Now, at that moment, you have a decision to hold a grudge or to forgive. Now, I'm not saying that we should, oh, just brush it off, it's no big deal. What I'm saying is, the Lord will help you. Because we don't want to let our hearts become fertile for bitterness. What I'm saying is, I don't want to let my heart become bitter. So now the enemy loves bitter people. And bitter people begin to bring problems. Bitterness begins to bring problems to the whole body. And then Hebrews says, look at it. I wrote it down. There it is. See to it, Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Oh, Satan loves this one. Oh, he sees a bitter person. Oh, I'm going to just mess with it. I'm just going to just bring that person and destroy people in their path. They're going to be falling left and right, but we know better. Because God's word is clear to us. It's a light into our path, a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. And we go back and we read on. It says, watch off what you say, verse 29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Well, it's chiming right in with James, isn't it? No man can tame the tongue. But let me encourage you, God can. No man can tame the tongue but God. God can change our language. God can change what comes out of our mouth. Because God changes our heart and out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's on your heart? When you, when you walk with God, you get a better heart. When you fill up on the Lord, you get the God's nature. God's nature is to, is to build up and not tear down. God's nature is to encourage and bring restoration, take something that's broken and bring healing. Bring something good out of it. 
That's God. And now, be kind to one another, verse 32. Well, you say, I forgave them, but I can't. It keeps coming back. It's okay. Keep giving it to God. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. Here's the key. Just as God in Christ, just as God in Christ has forgiven, just as God in Christ. And so that, what it's saying, you and I can't forgive like we should because we're weak, but God will help you. And we need God to help us. How serious is this whole forgiveness thing? Well, Jesus referred to, and unless you, for, unless you can forgive, unless you forgive others, I, I, I really, you know, he said I can't forgive you. Well, that's pretty serious. We need God to help put it behind us. Oh, what a new, new heart can bring through the Lord, a new heart, a new mind, renewed. That is what he's referring to. Renew, renew, renew. How many need that? Renew. Where our mind is going so many directions. We're thinking about so many things that we need to just drop everything and fall before the Lord and say as the psalmist says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Wow. And that brings freedom. That brings healing. That brings restoration. And then chapter 5. We're almost out of time. My word, my word. Therefore, Paul likes the word therefore. Verse 1 of chapter 5, be imitators of God. <laughs> What's your goal of life? Be imitators of God. What would Jesus do? Here's another verse 2. And walk in love. The rule, the golden rule, how many know what it is? I think it's this. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How do you want to be treated? So how should I treat people? I know there are some scoundrels. You know, there's always a skunk here or two. In this life, we will have trouble. There will be people that will not be honest. and They will take advantage of you. And now we have to decide in our hearts, what's, what are we going to do? I'm not saying that we should be a doormat. My good friend Gary Erickson said, Gary Erickson, remember? When he was my Sunday school teacher. I was only about 10 years old. Down in the old church basement, 
I don't know, there was a half a dozen or more boys. And I remember one of the things he said. Jesus never meant for us to be a doormat. What he was saying is that you need to stand. Don't let people run you over. You can set some boundaries. You know, we forgive, but that doesn't mean we will do business with you again. You know what I'm saying? Are you there? I think there's a trust factor. But letting go is important. But with the help of God, to have the wisdom to go on from there, maybe it's just not best to do business with us. You know what I'm saying? Wisdom. I always heard this thing, you don't let a dog bite you twice. Is that register? No, it's coming. Walk away from it. What did Jesus mean when he says, don't cast your pearls before the swine? Well, now, we don't want to become right people off. That's, I, I mean, that's not what I'm saying. What he's saying is sometimes it's just not going to work. They're not going to hear you, and it's just like your word, the words will, will fall on deaf ears. Just wait Pray about it, pray through, pray for God's timing, pray for God to open. Maybe God has a way of bringing circumstances into a person's life so that they become receptive. Really, seriously. <laughs> Some nuts are hard to crack. Come on, loosen up a little bit. Come on, come on. Some nuts are hard to crack. God loves nuts, right? God loves all people. But some people can drive us nuts. You know, we just want to love Jesus, love Jesus, walk in love. Verse 3, don't let immorality or impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. You know, I got a story. Well, I got two stories. I got a lot of stories today. One of the uh, pastors that started Palisade by my first church I pastored. He started it in 1959. I was born in 1959. He was pastoring Aiken at the same time he started the church in Palisade. At the same time, he, he had a morning. I think he had... I think it started out at Aiken in the morning. Somewhere he had a, had a um, nursing home service after the morning service in Aiken. And then he went to the afternoon in Palisade at 2 o'clock. And then he came back for the evening service in Aiken. Pastor Sloop. Firebrand. Absolutely get the windows open, he said. We want the people to hear you singing. Remember these guys? Preach without a microphone. Didn't need one. Loud, clear. See, the old-timers 
learned to project their voices. They didn't have the mics. And I've got a book, and I'm, I'm going to my wife gets this book. It's History on Revivals in Minnesota. I'm going to pass it to you guys when I, I browse and I, oh, this is this. There's a guy, here's a guy walking with a pack, a 70 pound pack, going to the lumberjacks' camps. And I just read a little bit. He developed this pain in his shoulders and it became malignant. And it was from carrying the 75 pound pack on his back. But he did it to God. And even when it, six years later, when he knew he had this problem, he kept it up for six more years. What would drive a man to walk into the Cold uh, leads me to another story. Well, I was going with Sloop was that he would never let a, he would never drive with a lady in the front seat. He drew the line. He never wanted anyone to say, "Well, the pastor was a woman." What does this look like to the people? You're getting in the back, buddy. You're getting. That was the way we kept boundaries. And Carrie and I have decided we would never counsel a woman except together. And she can counsel the women. I counsel. I don't counsel much. What kind of a pastor are you? But I, I got counsel, but I'm not a counselor. He's the counselor. I can tell you a few things. But there are other people that are more gifted. I am. You see, this week I had to get some wood out of the woods. And this is where I'm going with this story. And the reason I was going to go with it, and this really kind of clinched it. I didn't know how I was going to work this in. And we're not going to get through all the verses Austin, so don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was reading, preparing, and it says here in verse 15, 16, Ephesians 5, therefore be careful how you walk, and not as one wise man, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. Well, you've heard the phrase, whatever we do was done for Christ the last, right? I don't remember how it goes for sure. The idea is this, what do we, we only have so much time in this life, and what we do with it matters. So now I'm in this dilemma, I've been working in the woods, piling logs, piling logs, and I had a guy to haul, but his truck broke down, and so now I can't get the parts for a week and a half. And, and mud, see, it's turning mud, it's turning mud. It's the, the frost, the, the frost is, you get days like this in the Forget it. So I'm up early, taking advantage of the cold nights we had this week. And I think it was Thursday or was it Friday? I don't even remember. My, my mind is. I looked at my flip phone. I, I set my alarm in my head. Okay? I want to get up at 2.45. So I'll get out the door 3, 3.30, get to the woods early, get, take advantage. I'm out in the kitchen, it's, I'm making my lunch, I'd showered, I'd done all this stuff, I heard this voice, what are you doing? It wasn't God, was it? 
But I was in denial because I, the microwave said 104. It was blinking. But I said, well, that may, must mean it just has a minute for, for the heat, you know, the thing, the, 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 the timer. But this voice said, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I go, oh, I'm caught. I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm caught. See, I was convincing myself, even if it's 1 o'clock, I'm going out. I'm going to do this. But then I decided, well, man, I'm crazy, aren't I? I'm tired. But the flip sold said 12.45. And I, saw it, I thought it said 2.45. It's tough getting old, isn't it? First your ears go and then your eyes. So pain where you've never had pain before. And I love it. I was pumped. I was praying. You know what? The song came and God will make a way where there seems to be all week long. And we go make a run on them on those woods. And those logs. And my buddy had a cord and he would haul with his truck and I'd haul three. And he would be back to I load him. We hauled a hundred cords this week. With a dump trucks. Bobcat. And he said, the tarot wins the race. That's right. We're in this life. We only get one shot. It's fun. What matters the most, that you love God, and what matters in your heart is your children love God and their children. And then their children. And then their children. We're only going to get to leave a legacy. That's all we can leave here. That's all we can hope to leave an imprint, an impression. What are they going to say about you and I? Lord cares. What are they going to say about you and I? That's what we should be just because we love. We lived. We didn't give up. We, we chose to live on. We, and it hurts sometimes, even when it's painful. Come on, Ethan. Hurry. Start the song. Just start it. Don't wait for me. I'm talking. You just get in there. Fire it up. We're learning how to work with each other. This, this, this is just fun for me. This is fun for me. We're learning how to work with each other. This is an old man he's working with. Unbelievable. They were all, we all go through stages. We were young. We, every one of us remember when we were young. Kind of, you kind of remember when you were young, Horton? You kind of remember that? And still in your mind, you think, you, you think, you're thinking like, you know, when you're young. And the old body goes, slow down. Take a breath. Steady. 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 Hold steady. Don't forget to enjoy the ride, the journey. Don't forget to see Jesus. All week long I've been seeing this. This is not the song, but 
I will make a way for you. I'm still convinced. We've got 50 more chords to go. I'm convinced God will make a way. Just believe him. There's peace. If it doesn't happen, so be it. Go for it.